What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pylons with Opinions. I'm your co-host, Fulton Logan, alongside my friend Aaron Hodgson. Today on the agenda, we have Gronk to the Buccaneers, NFL Draft, which may lead to a possible Haji rant. Uh, but should Jose Bautista reach the level of excellence at Rogers Center? And what are the best sports cities? So, Haji, how we doing? Not doing too bad, my friend. It's a beautiful day out here on the east coast of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, you know, just uh, as this uh, coronavirus peaks, I think I'm hitting my peak of boredom, trying to find uh, new things to do around the house, new things to uh, to try out. Cause you know, I never thought I'd hear the day that I said, but I'm really getting fucking sick of video games nowadays. <laughs> um, so this is actually crazy. I've actually started uh, reading. Really? Yeah. That I, is a my, day I never thought I would ever see. That's a day I never thought I'd ever see the day of, that I would be, I would pick <laughs> up a book and happily read it. But I'm, a couple of years ago, my, uh, my parents got me the, uh, the, the Lone Survivor book that was actually written by the, the Navy SEAL. Uh, oh, right on. So it's I've a great been reading, movie. Yeah, great movie. And I must say, I, 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 I quite enjoy the book so far. I'm, I mean, I'm only on the second chapter, but like the details. Well, when you're done with it. When you're done with it, hand it over. Yeah, like the details in this book are way better than the movie. I never thought I'd hear me. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. But uh, <laughs> you can kind of you yeah. can kind of put more detail into a book. Yeah, than a movie, and I think. I'm I I never th- I just I guess I found like a new hobby that I actually enjoy, which is uh, reading. So you never know. Might uh, might pass some more time doing this. My dad actually walked in my room not too long ago. I was sitting on my bed reading with my TV off, and he asked who the fuck I was. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? What have you done with my son, Aaron? Ex- exactly. Yeah, that's not a thing I do very much, but uh, like I said, trying to pass time as uh, I'm peaking in boredom as the, <laughs> as COVID-19 peaks around here. So. Well, as a, as a Pats fan talking to a, a Packers fan, I'm actually really excited for today's episode. Yeah, uh, like you said in the the opening we got a we got a lot of t- stuff to talk about even though finally, there's no sports going on sports talk. there's uh there's some sports topics finally we had the draft this weekend which like you said there's a possible rant coming from me because i'm not a happy packers fan at all <laughs> um but yeah there's lots to get into so might i'm as well confused, just jump right into it i'm a confused patriots fan um so yeah like you said let's get right into it Uh, If this is your first time, congratulations. Pylons with Opinions is a weekly podcast where we debate some hot topics in sports and other aspects of life that are completely opinion-based as we have zero credibility. If participating in the show interests you, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PylonsPod and submit topics and questions that we will answer on the show. Reminder that it's staff parking only outside and violators will be towed. So let's, uh, let's get first order of business here. Gronk to the Buccaneers. Gronk to the Bucks. That uh, that move. I don't know about you, but I I really thought Gronk was done, and uh, I'm quite shocked to see that. I mean, it's it's kind of like when he signed a contract with the WWE. I was kind of like, so he actually is done with football. Yeah, because like when, I he, when he that retired, was done. when he retired uh, from the Patriots, I kind of I was like, he might take a year off, um, you know, just to. Because he took a beating in his career. Yeah. And, like, watching him run near the end of his career was, like, you could just tell he was just pieced together by 
like you said earlier in the week, he was just pieced together by surgeries. Yep. And it was like, um, but he was just so big that he was able to like battle through it. Um, but I was like, maybe it takes a year off, but like, he's still young and he's still in good shape. So he's, I can see him coming back to the Patriots for like one last kind of run when Brady was near the tail end of his career. Mm-hmm. But like now, I mean, first of all, Brady to the Bucks was a surprise for me that he chose the Buccaneers. Uh, cause they were kind of like the last team in on the conversation. Uh, yep. and then, and then when he went over, I like, I wasn't even thinking, yeah, Gronk's going to follow him there. Uh, cause you know, to, to be honest, like I totally forgot about like Gronk could come back if he wanted to. Um, and then when I saw he got traded to the Bucks, I was like, he's retired, but obviously the Pats had, um, he had one more year on his, uh, on his contract. So the Pats still had control of him for one more year. And when I saw that trade, I was kind of like, you know, this, this is going to be a fun Tampa team to watch as like disappointing as it is as a past fan, like it was heartbreaking, man. Like to see Brady leave at first, it was kind of like, you know, like the next day I was kind of like just thinking about it and it was super depressing. But then to see Gronk go with him, it was like, holy fuck. Like that really ended the era and ended the dynasty. Yeah. It's kind of tough to, uh, to take in. But then again, like if Gronk does come back and he plays, I think, you know, even though they won't be playing for the Pats, it's still going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watching those guys team up in Tampa, I think it's going to be entertaining. I'm questioning how much of a role he's actually going to play, like how many snaps. Me too. He's going to play because they're also, because Tampa Bay does have a decent tight end. And I think his name's, is his name OJ Howard? Is that his name? I couldn't um, tell you, dude. Tampa something like was, that. Like, I did not follow Tampa. Yeah, like I followed the record, I followed the scores of the games and stuff, but I couldn't tell you. Besides yeah, Winston, I, f- I couldn't really name a whole lot of players to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that's his name. I might be getting it wrong. Anyway, he's actually he's actually a pretty good tight end. I had him on my fantasy team. Pretty good, pretty good, reliable tight end. Um, but uh, so the fact that they haven't traded him yet, because if I was getting Gronk like three, four years ago, I would have traded him instantaneously. Like I would have got rid <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm wondering maybe if he's going to be like, because Gronk's always been a really good blocker. So I wonder if he's going to be more of a blocking and then put in for like, um, you know, fourth quarter, right? like right. scores tight situations. Yeah. Because um, that's really what he was in New England the last two years he was there, right? Like he was kind of like a glorified blocking tight end. Yeah. And if he needed one or two big catches out of him, he'd make it. Yeah. 100%. But like he wasn't, he wasn't the dominant force that he was in his early years of his career. Cause like I said to you earlier in this, uh, in the week, he's been pieced together. Like his arm is back, basically bionic yeah. in place. It looks um, illegal, dude. Yeah. See, and, all like, the stuff he has is... braced up on his arm in game. Yeah. It and looks his... like, it looks like it's not even an arm. Like that yeah. actually does look bionic. Yeah. And then like his back too. And just like, there's just so many injuries. Like he's, he's, he's had a hell of a career. So I'm wondering, how much of a role he's going to play. And, I mean, speaking like you said about the WWE, they just lost, yeah. like, a million followers because, I mean, yeah. who the fuck's watching that right now <laughs> with no fans? But, uh, yeah. like, Gronk, their, probably one of their biggest polls is gone now, so that's yeah. going to be tough for them to recuperate. I mean, and it's interesting because I guess he's there's, like, a new belt in the WWE and Gronk has it. Yeah, so it's, it's a like, 24-7 belt. Yeah, I and saw that. So it's, he it has seems like to... an interesting idea. 
he has to defend that anytime he's challenged. <laughs> I guess because I was reading up on it. Like I used to watch WWE as a kid, but like <laughs> then you find out like it's not like real, and you're kind of like, never mind. Yeah. Um, but like, it is kind of interesting, like how he has to. I was reading the article, and if he's challenged at any time, he has to defend that title. So I feel like. <laughs> If he's going to come back to football, like, what's he going to do? It could be, like, mid-game and he gets a call, like, yo, like, John Cena challenged you to 24-7 title. you got to leave your game right now. I just got a vision in my head, just playing a scenario in my mind where he lays out for a nice catch, and out of nowhere, he gets gets RKO'd. He gets RKO'd by Randy Orton, and you hear that, the announcer's like, RKO out of nowhere! I was just like, how great would that be to watch a fucking football game? Well, I shouldn't have known he was going to take the WWE route. Do you remember? It was like, I forget what he, year it was, when he, uh, he like, jumped on the head of a Dolphins player or a Bills player. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, when he was, did that? He was, like, yeah. frustrated because he thought it should have been, like, pass interference and it didn't get called. And it was like a rookie on the Bills or the Dolphins was, like, laying down on the ground. And Gronk, was like... The Bills. Gronk like top rope moved him. He like it was a jumped on him, jumped on him and like elbowed him in the head. It was a textbook elbow drop <laughs> if I've ever seen it. Like I should have known he was gonna sign with the WWE. And just even the fact of like how much of a character he is, it seems like a great move for him to go somewhere like that. Who's like, I'm not gonna say they need the following because they are like a mega corporation and like yeah. huge. But like that having some a name like Gronk in your on your roster that's that's pretty huge yeah oh 100 percent. and you can and like i feel like when the rumor started that he wanted to uh to either like act or be a wrestler like all that hype that led up to it and then he actually signed a contract with the wwe i think mm-hmm. that probably brought over even more fans because they were like oh shit he actually did it yeah yeah i think i think that brought a huge following to the wwe but uh but back... obviously they're gonna leave now because who the fuck wants to watch that without Gronk there? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, just back to so him to the Bucks. Brady is he has a lot of options now, and you think back to last season for the Bucks. Did they finish eight and eight? Yeah, they finished five hundred, I believe. Okay, and that's with Winston throwing thirty not only thirty touchdowns 30, but thirty <laughs> picks. So and thirty picks and six pick sixes so if you're let's let's say winston even threw 30 touchdowns and let's say let's say 20 18 to 20 interceptions tampa bay is probably a playoff team last year yeah i could see that without gronk without brady without i can't say his first name Suh. and dominic yeah yeah sue okay um so without like big names like that they were probably a playoff team if you cut winston's picks by like a third yeah or on at least on like right on the coattails like yeah just just barely missing at the least because i mean i looked at their scores um because once once winston threw like 30 and 30 i was like holy shit how did they finish eight and eight um but i looked at the scores of their games and like even the games they lost, they were losing by a touchdown or a field goal or, you know, like a last-minute touchdown by the other team. Like, they were in every single mm-hmm. game. 
So it makes yeah. you wonder, like, if Winston doesn't throw 30 picks and if he doesn't throw six pick sixes, like, if he threw, like, I don't know, 20 picks and maybe, like, two pick sixes, that that could be, like, a huge difference in the record. It could go from 8-8 eight and eight to, like, 10-6, and six, maybe 11-5. Maybe and five. Yeah. Um, but it was just, like, to bring in Brady and Gronk, uh, I think they're going to be a powerhouse in the NS- NFC. Yeah, I think, yeah, Tampa Bay is definitely going to prove this year. And uh, I think they might give New Orleans a run for their money, for sure. Um, I'm not too worried about Carolina or what's the other team in their division? Atlanta. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, no, Atlanta dropped think... off after blowing a 28-3 lead. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, that'll, that'll uh, develop yips, for sure. Yeah, um, but I think, yeah, I think Tampa Bay is going to be in the running for one of the better teams yeah. this year in the NFC. Um, which is nice. I think, it's yeah, nice to get like other to... teams in the mix every now and then. Cause football, yeah. football is kind of predictable when you're coming Very. in, when you're coming into the season, like, you know, the Patriots are going to be strong. Uh, Not like before, year. before this year, like the past like 10 years, you're like, all right, the Pats are going to win their division. The yep. bills are going to be second and the dolphins and the jets are going to fight it out for third and fourth. They're going to fight then, it out for who gives a, whoever gives a fuck. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then. Pat Mahomes comes on the scene. You're like, all right, so Kansas City's going to lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and we'll go from there. So, like, it's kind of always been, like, a predictable lead. Like, you start, you start calling the Super Bowl the Tom Brady Invitational. Like, come on. You could never pick a different sport. Well, maybe, like, Golden State with basketball when they were – when they had their kind of, like, dynasty going. Golden yeah. State Invitational. But, like – but football was, like – on the AFC side anyway, it was usually pretty predictable. Yeah, the NFC is a little less. Oh, sorry, got big one, big night last night, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, the NFC is a little less predictable than the AFC because the AFC, like like you said, you got the Pats, who are there almost every year. Kansas City nipping at their at their feet. Um, then you got some other decent teams like Baltimore, Houston. Well, not Houston anymore, but um, you had some teams that were kind of nipping around. But it was always yeah. usually the Pats. Yeah. But the NFC is a lot has I find the NFC is a lot more stronger teams than the AFC. Even the AFC is improved. I still think the NFC is a much think, better conference. I think as the far NFC's the AFC is a lot more like teams. throw. Like the uh, NFC's yeah, a, yeah, a bigger like that. or sorry, no, the NFC is a bigger like throw game. Like I feel like they have QBs that throw downfield a lot more than the AFC. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. The NFC is a little bit more physical, too. Like it's kind of like more... in hockey, dude. Like, you got the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is usually pretty predictable, like, for the first, like, five playoff teams. Like, yeah. you look at, like, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Washington, and, Pittsburgh. like, Pittsburgh. So, like, those teams are usually a lock for the playoffs, or they're always in the hunt. But then the mm-hmm. the uh, the West is, like, kind of, it cycles through their good teams, yeah, and it's the same thing with the West too, like or the West and East in hockey. Like the East, I find is a lot more skill based, except for Boston. And then the West, you got a lot more heavy, big teams that you know will try to ram physicality down your throat. The big bad West. Yeah, exactly. And you got teams like you know, like St. Louis, and you can even throw Dallas into that. And it's it's um, it's becoming like a, a Vegas. Way more, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And like hockey has become a lot more skilled than physical like uh which what it, I, it, it used to be like 
it used to be like a really physical team. Like every team would be physical and then you'd have like one or two skilled guys. Mm -hmm. But now it's more like you'll have maybe one kind of enforcer and then everyone. Yeah. And then everyone else is kind of skilled. Like St. Louis is the first team that I can think of in a long time that wasn't exactly like skilled, but they played more of like a physical game and like, they had a lot of low scoring games um, rather than like, I mean, you look at like Washington versus Vegas. There's not a whole lot of like enforcers on either team there. You still they have some Ryan physicality. In that one. Yeah. Ryan Reeves and like Tom Wilson, maybe, but yeah, like, that's it. That's really the last almost in the enforcers. Yeah. But then you have like St. Louis winning the cup and like, they were just a big team. Yeah. Like St. Louis, they were, well, it helps having a goalie like Jordan Bennington coming in and being as hot as he was. Yeah, that was out of nowhere, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, like St. Louis, their roster was almost made up of a lot of people that were, like, almost forgotten and kind of just pushed away in other organizations. Yeah. Like, you think of someone like um, a depth player like Tyler Bozak or yeah. <laughs> Dave, David Perron or even – you can even throw Ryan O'Reilly into that. Like, he was kind of pushed away out of Colorado, didn't yeah. want to be in – and Buffalo, and then he found a home in St. Louis. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of, like, old vets. Not I wouldn't say old vets, but, like, veterans of the league who, like, they know young, how to play. No, team. they're not a young, fast team, but they ran physicality down your throat. Yeah. They played They played down in the corners and beat and banged and waited for their opportunity, and it helps to do that. Of. Yeah, exactly. And it helps to do that when you have a goalie like Bennington that you can rely on like that. Yeah. Um, uh, exactly. You know, just beat and bang, and then you know, if if they do happen to get past you, you have a goalie of that caliber, you know, backing you up. Right. Um, and that's the kind of like that's that's the hockey I miss. Like, I don't get me wrong, I like the skill. Like, I love watching fast paced skill. Like, it's insane seeing how some of these guys can move so quick, and you know, they're making moves, passes, and stuff like that. Stuff that I would never even see. Right. Um. But I do miss like watching teams like like LA when they won the cup, how physical they were and like right. I just miss that and like having a couple enforcers on your team with like a, a good mix of skill and enforcement. It kinda um, like I miss kinda, that part of hockey. Me too, because it kinda leads to like um uh, I don't wanna say softer hockey, because when you're going like the faster they go, oh you can get, say it, it's soft as baby off, shit. You're gonna get smoked. So it's definitely, but like at the same time, um, when you're like, I mean, again, I've never played hockey, but I'm just thinking if I'm skating and I'm flying and I get smoked, like if you don't even know what happened, like you're probably bitching to the ref for like some kind of call. Cause like back when everyone was physical, like you could lay a guy out and like sometimes there'd be like a guy, if it was dirty, a guy would come and like stand up for his teammate try to fight you but like i've seen hits from like the 90s where a guy gets blown up and the play just keeps going yeah you don't see it's that like ever I... now. as soon as a guy gets blown up now the rest like it's like a line brawl yeah and that's uh, that's really in- i find that co- kind of actually annoying watching like a good clean hockey hit um get thrown and a guy you know he might he might just get you know knocked over or he yeah. gets annihilated and it starts a brawl like and this is a I get topic. I get standing I get standing up for your teammates stuff like that and, like I love that 
But, like, there's no need. You, you know, he throws a good, clean hit on your teammate. Your teammate had his head down, wasn't paying attention. You know, that's on him. Yeah. Um, no, and this is a topic for another day. But, like, then, then the refs go to, like, the replay room. And they zoom in on, like, what made contact where from each player. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you can find you can find something dirty from a hit if you zoom in on like a guy's shoulder and he makes like contact with the helmet. Like yeah. that even if he doesn't drive through his head and he just makes like incidental contact with the head, they're like, Oh, that's like a ten game suspension, he touched his head. But it's like, yeah, because you're zooming in and doing slow mo. Like yeah, that so the I, topic would be like how much how much replay is and like review is way too much. Yeah, that's actually what I was just about to say. We can maybe even talk about that next week or the week after, just how much replay is too much, because I think there's too much replay in sports. Like, you pay these refs a, lo- a good amount of money, you know, to to trust their judgment in games. And, you know, they spend, this is like their career, right? That's right. what they do for a living. So they know what they're doing. And, like, if they, maybe they take a look at a replay really quickly if they're not too sure, but, like, having a replay on everything is way too much. Like, it's their, it's their job to judge, you know, where the principal point of contact was in a hit. Was it on the head? Was it through the chest? Um, did he, did he hit his chest and ride up into his head? Like, what's going on? Like, that's, that's the ref's judgment to make. Yeah. And I think we, I think it would just be more enjoyable to watch if you just, like, tone the replays down just a little bit in most sports. And just, you know, let the refs do their job. That's what they're there for. And plus, heckling refs is so much fun. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good heckle of a ref? Yeah, it creates so, like a whole other, like, exactly. controversy so, within the game. So Yeah, so um, I, 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 so, I mean, we kind of went down a different uh, <laughs> road than Gronk to the Bucks, But, uh, but yeah, yeah we'll, no. save, we'll save that replay for another day. Yeah, I, yeah, that would actually be a, an interesting conversation. But, uh, yeah. but getting back to football here, um, the draft this weekend. Um, so, I mean, no surprises first overall, Joe Burrow. Yeah. To Cincinnati. So, sorry, Joe Burrow. Yeah, have fun there for the, have fun (laughs) with AJ Green on the injured reserve and, uh, no D, or your defense, the only stop they can make is a penalty flag and everything else that could possibly go wrong with a football organization, sorry, Sorry, Cincy fans, but uh, yeah, I don't know if any of you listen. But uh, when was their last like good we'll season? Cincinnati, I think they played Pittsburgh in the wild card. I want to say three to four years ago, okay. and they had the lead you know, on the last drive of the game. Pittsburgh had the ball, Cincinnati had the lead, and I want to say they took four penalties on that drive, and <laughs> Pittsburgh ended up winning. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it was like it wasn't like like controversial calls like they were blatant right. pass interference, roughing, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So um so yeah, so no surprises there for Joe Burrow. Um before you get into your Packers rant, oh. um I just want so the Bills drafted Jake Fromm. Yeah, I don't really get that cuz I like Allen as a QB. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of upside. I don't know if um, – I haven't seen, like, the whole, like, the, the talk around it that much. Um, I just saw it last night when I was scrolling through, like, uh, Twitter or whatever. And I saw that they drafted Jake Fromm. And mm-hmm. it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. 
No. Trade um, bait, maybe, or... Yeah, maybe just because you're going young with your team, so you want to bring in, like, a competent backup. Like, he's got to understand that Josh Allen is... He's the starter, right? So yeah. So he's going to be on the bench, unless you're... I don't know, unless you're giving Josh Allen a window of time, but that doesn't really seem smart, seeing how young he is. So, I don't know, maybe they just want a young QB tandem. Um, and maybe develop him and then trade him off. That's right. the only thing I can really see. Could be like which Jimmy is G what the, in New England. Yeah, which is what the Packers should do with their first their first round pick. <laughs> um, get him the fuck out of Green Bay is what they should do. Oh my god, dude! I legit i i I know I've mentioned a couple times that the, in certain situations where I wanted to Gronk spike my phone. <laughs> This but this may have been this may have been the biggest one. I remember I, I was laying in bed, watching TV, and I got the do 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 do. I was like, "Oh, what's Packers pick is in?" I look at it, and I just, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> not only did they pick a quarterback in the first round, which I'm not going to be naive. I know Rodgers is 36. He's getting up there in age. He's mentioned many times that, you know, he can see the 18th hole. Um, there's he still more moves years. pretty good, though. Yeah, he still moves pretty good. And there's he said that, like, there's more years um, behind him than there are in front of him. Like, I get that. And that's, you know, that's reasonable for a 36-year-old QB to be saying. Like, obviously, they're not going to be playing for a crazy amount more time. But right. he's still got four years on his contract. Yeah. And like you just said, he still moves pretty well. And I still think, honestly, I'd put him top three, top four QB in the league still. Like he's still up there in skill level. Like he, he can still sling the ball. He can still get out of the pocket. Yeah. And plus he's got that old man knowledge right now. Like he's got that veteran knowledge yeah. that you know younger players don't have. I think that's so, kind of where that, uh, they were thinking. Develop like Rodgers. Yeah, like you said, he's getting up there in age. So if he can if he can teach this uh, first round pick by the Packers, just like if he can mentor him, then oh, yeah. I mean there's a bright future in yeah. Green Bay. And I think I said it to you after they picked him. I love this pick in two to three years. Yeah, it wasn't what they needed. It wasn't they no. didn't address the needs. So of let's right let's, now. let's do the let's let let me give let me give you these stats because I heard this the other day. So, for one, you're one win away from the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I know you got annihilated. We got annihilated in the championship game. We gave up 189 yards before contact rushing <laughs> in the NFC championship game. So what do you think your main key should be? Let's, let, let's draft some athletic defenders. Let's <laughs> bolster the defensive line. Let's get some linebackers, stuff like that. Like, let's, let's, let's improve that. Also... You have uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones on your offense. You right. need another wide receiver. You let go of Geronimo Allison in a free agency. Alan Lazard could be a good wide receiver, but you don't know. So let's go out and get another wide receiver. Free agency, they shut the bed in, uh, in receiving. Also yeah. let go of their tight end. So they need a tight end. So they shit the bed on that. Shit the bed on defense. Um... Then we get to the draft, and I'm like, okay, there's some studs, so let's, so, and then I saw a thing about the Packers possibly trading up. I was like, yep, I love it. Trade up, let's get a stud. Let's get a stud receiver or a defender. Let's do it. 
And they trade up from 30 to 26 to draft a quarterback. <laughs> that nobody else was taking four picks from them. <laughs> nobody, nobody between 26 and 30 was drafting this quarterback. Right. And, like... I just, like, that's, and I've heard, like, people like Stephen A. and other people that are way smarter and should be talking about this a lot more than I should be, um, just saying how disgusted Roger should be. And I agree. I'd be, I that's a slap in the face. Yeah. Um, hey, you, we're, we're one... thinking about, we're thinking about your replacement rather than the next four years, you're not going to have yeah. anybody to throw it so, to. So, yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking five years down the road. When last year you were one win away from the at the Super Bowl, and all you need to do is get him some help on offense, right. maybe another a competent wide receiver too. I know they signed some guy Devin Funches. He might be okay. Never know. Um, and get some def- get some de- a little bit more defense, and you could yeah. legit make a run at the Super Bowl. Like you have 100%. a legit shot. Yeah. Like you got a good coach that's going to improve. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have probably I'd I put Devonte in the top five as far as wide receivers are concerned, like mm-hmm. he's a stud, and you've got a good defense that needs a little bit more improvement. Just but a nope. little bit, dude. You start, they've, they've come around a lot. The, the they've come around. Here, like yeah. their their pass rush is lethal. Like Zadarius and Preston Smith, the Smith Bros are they're they're nice. I love them, but no, you start looking for five <laughs> years down the road when you could legit win next year, and. I and and to come their next pick second round what do they pick a running back they already have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams yeah so I don't know like maybe that's just to get their their running back depth because I know Jones and Williams have both had some injury troubles over the last couple years so that pick is not as bad for me um then he's good too yeah, he's not a bad running back. He's too. got a lot of power yeah. to him, dude. He'll be good. Yeah, and then so we get to the third round, and this is when you start to get to players that you don't really know if they're gonna crack it or not. Uh, then you go from th- the third to the seventh round. They actually pick stuff that could be helpful. So they drafted they a couple draft- tight ends, didn't they? Yeah, they drafted a tight end, and then drafted a linebacker, some offensive linemen, uh, and a safety. All stuff that you don't even know if these guys are gonna crack it. But you pick their you pick some useful positions, which you should have picked in the first and second and third round. Right. Um, so I don't know where their GM and head and head coach's mind is at. I don't know if they want Rogers out, which I don't know why the fuck they'd want that. Um, but we could see, like I I know when Rogers was drafted, if you've seen anything of like the. Um, documenting you know the switch from Favre to Rogers that there was a lot of uh, I don't know if the right word is animosity between the two of them um, there's like there wasn't a great relationship like right uh, you know Favre knew Rogers was there to replace him Favre didn't want to be replaced he would mentor him he wouldn't do any of that stuff so you never know this could be a rewriting I'm trying to rewrite that narrative Right. And you never know. I mean, Rodgers could turn Jordan Love into a great quarterback. I know a lot of people... I think he will. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of people are... Like, I heard some analysts say he, he's similar to Pat Mahomes, which that is a big fucking... Uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a that's big a name to live up to. Yeah, That's a compliment and a half. And also, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him whenever he decides to 
step in as a starter because you've gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers <laughs> to now Jordan Love. Yeah. So right. we're gonna. It's it's gonna be interesting, to say the least. And I, I mean, think it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take anything away from him getting drafted. I mean, that's a day he's been looking forward to for the for his whole life. So like, right. obviously, congrats to him for getting drafted, but. I'm just, it's more on the on Green Bay. I'm just so confused where they're at right now. Well, that's, that's the thing. I've been seeing, like, uh, all of Green Bay's tweets when they were, like, tweeting out who they, who they draft for the first and second rounds. Like, that's kind of, like, what you just said. Like, congrats on getting drafted. Just as a Packers fan, uh, I'm not saying, like, I'm not bashing the pick, but it just, it didn't fill the needs. Like, it's, it's one of those picks where, or I guess their first couple picks were, like, it doesn't fill their immediate needs, but it's a no. pick where, like, a couple years down the road, you're like, I'm glad we drafted them. But for right now, you're just, like, going in as a Packers fan, like, you're looking for another receiver in that first or second round. You're looking for a tight end. You're looking for a little help on defense. And then they yeah. go and they, they draft two players that, like, are both great players. And I think again they will be in a few years down the road. Like it'll it'll be good then. You'll actually see like why they did it in a couple years down the road. But for right now, like you said, missing the Super Bowl by one game for you know obvious positions that you need to improve to upon, and then to yeah. not fill that, it just kind of like it's a the slap Packers, in the face. Exactly, the Packers should be in like a win now mentality after missing the yeah. Super Bowl by one game. I hate you when have... teams do that. I hate when you teams ha- like miss yeah. miss the the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup Finals like by one game, and then they're just like, oh well, we had our shot and that's it. No, you should just like improve on the, the guys you have now and go exactly for it. like you have you have four years right now under contract of one of arguably the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. He has four years left on his contract. You should stop. You should not be saying. Let's look at the future right now. Like, save that for three years down the road. Look right. at that three years down the road. Start thinking, okay, let's, you know, let's fill the positions. Think about this. Their two best players last year, Rodgers and Aaron Jones, their first two picks this year were a quarterback and a running back. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Where the fuck does that add up? Like, nine yeah. plus 10 equals 21? <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. Um, and like you said, you know what, Jordan Love could turn out to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league in five years. And if he does, I'll eat my words. I'll, I'll love it. And I'll eat my words, and it'll be that. But like you said, you're one win away. You got four years left of one of the best quarterbacks in history on his contract. You right. should be saying, fuck this. Even trade away your first pick to get a stud. Right. Like get a get a trade your first pick for someone who's in the league right now. Upgrade your D. I don't like even you could have traded up to someone like where Dallas picked. And you could have got a wide receiver like C D Lamb. Yeah. Who's a who is a stud wide receiver. Yeah, that was a great pick by Dallas. Exactly. And you could have picked someone like that and him being, you know, on the other side of the field, the Devontae Adams, would have been insane to watch. Also, if I was thinking about this the other day. If DeAndre Hopkins was on the market, why the fuck weren't the Packers in on that? <laughs> There's a lot of backside to stuff like that, though. Yeah, like they traded they traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. Like we could have got rid of our second string <laughs> offensive lineman, 
for DeAndre Hopkins and like having Rogers, Jones, Adams, and Hopkins on the same offense, I would have been. That's a Super Bowl or bust kind of offense, right? Yeah. There. No, I think, and you're you're bringing up a great point. Like as a Packers fan, you should be confused as to what the fuck that draft was, and uh, like it's honestly like if I was a Packers fan, I'd be questioning my front office right now too. Like just to come out yeah. with an explanation, like what is your mindset? Taking, yeah, I'll making be, these picks. I'll be interested to see what uh, Matt Lafleur and Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his last name. Brian Gunkunst, <laughs> um have to say about this. Right. Um, I was watching actually a clip of uh, the Pat McAfee show. I'm not. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. No. Um, he was a kicker in the NFL, and now he kind of has like a radio show. And he oh, has like knew, a bunch of. He, I knew he was a kicker, but I didn't. I didn't know he had a show. Yeah, he has a radio show, and uh, he has, like, a bunch of guys that, like, sit around. He, like, sits at, like, the main desk, and then he has, like, a bunch of guys that sit around and, like, feed him information they're seeing on the web and stuff like that. And they were doing a show on draft night, and one of the guys is, like, a... He's a huge Packers fan. Maybe even bigger than me, which I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) Um, Not that I would know. He's sitting there, and uh, the pick comes in, and Pat McAfee reads it off, and the guy literally just throws his fucking headphones (laughs) off. And walks and walks out of the uh, the booth and stuff yeah, like that. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a single Packers fan happy about this uh, about their their first couple of picks. But you never. And I mean, looking at the bright side of this, because that's something we're gonna have to do now. Being podcasters, we're gonna have to look at both sides. Yep. Um, you know what? This is this could be a rewriting of history because this is almost the exact same thing that happened with Rogers. People weren't happy with the pick because they already had Favre. Right. Um, they didn't draft up to get Rodgers, but you know it's a quarterback that kind of dropped a little bit in the draft because I think Jordan Love was high on some people's uh, draft uh, mock I'm drafts. I'm sure he would have been, yeah. And um, so he kind of fell into their lap, which which was what happened with Rodgers. And so this could be a rewriting of history, and you never know. Jordan Love could become one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Well, I mean, I hate to make like a Patriots refer- reference here. Oh, for fuck's but, sake! Here I mean, go. to think about, uh, you know, Bledsoe was the starting QB in New England, and then they draft Tom in the sixth round, a hundred ninety ninth overall, and he goes on to win six Super Bowls. Yep, that's like it's crazy. So, like, I mean, did it fulfill like the Patriots' needs right away? No. But, but then the again, future, I don't th- think anyone would. I don't think any Patriots fan would, uh, would change that pick if they had the chance. No, and I. But I mean, and even at the sixth round, like you're kind of you're kind of just taking who's left available on the board right. almost because like you're not expecting those people to be studs or. I mean that's Belichick you know, dude. Taking a chance starters, but yeah, that's Belichick and his brilliance. Maybe he let his dog pick that. Did you see that video? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh. his dog. Maybe his dog accidentally clicked draft on Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's what. And that's what <laughs> Can you imagine the dog sitting at the at the laptop? And he clicks, he, he like scrolls down and clicks Tom Brady and Bill comes back in. What the fuck? <laughs> he brought his dog to the draft in, in whatever year Tom Brady was drafted. And he accidentally dialed Tom Brady's phone number on the phone. <laughs> and, and Belichick's, well, fuck, I guess we got to go with him now. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, again they were they were good picks. Like it's not like, it's not like they took a guy that should have gone in like the last round. No God, no. But I, like I said, I love the picks. In the picks are two great. Years. It just yeah, exactly. It didn't it didn't fill the needs of a team that just missed the NFC Championship, where QB and running back weren't the weren't the issues. Yeah, and can easily you know be back in the conversation. I think they're I think they're in the conversation. As Super they Bowl they definitely still are in the conversation. They're definitely still a Super Bowl contender, and I don't know if you know it's just if it's more of the GM has trust in the the group they already have there to improve and stuff like that. Like that may be the case, and if that is the case, I don't necessarily agree with it, but right. I can live with it because I like the group they have. Um, but. I'd, I I would love to hear an explanation on what their mentality is. And you know what? If they make some picks, offseason isn't over for a couple more months. You know, free agency is still going on. Yeah. There's still people that uh, that want to be traded and don't like their si- current situation. So you never know. So yeah. they could still easily make picks to change my mind. But the first couple, first, uh, first little bit of free agency and into the draft, I'm not exactly clear in understanding of where they want to go. Right. Or I am clear that they're thinking about the future when they shouldn't be. But I mean, that's obviously why I'm not paid the big bucks. <laughs> to, and that's why I'm here on a podcast with you talking about my uneducated opinions and not being paid millions <laughs> well, of dollars to construct yeah, I mean, a football team. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't have the exact knowledge to back it up but like what you're saying right now is is that everything i've been saying from uh packers fans so um yeah but uh yeah we can move on before i get more heated my face gets more red that's a packers fans perspective of the draft i'm not even going to touch on like the patch draft because honestly like with with belichick as head coach drafted a kicker yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're never uh i mean trading your first round pick uh I mean, I, I stayed up <laughs> waiting for it to happen, and then they traded, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I stayed up for that. But, like, I mean, obviously, Belichick has a plan. There's something yeah. there's something brewing in New England. There always is, dude. As long as Belichick's there, like, you're never going to have, like, six and ten seasons with him as no. a coach. So <laughs> Hashtag just, tank for Trevor. I just yeah yeah exactly, but I don't think they're gonna tank. I think they'll still be competitive, but I see it being the Bills' division this year. Oh yeah, I think the Bills got that division this year. But uh, um, it's sad to say that the best news I got throughout the draft was the fact that the Forty ers traded uh, Marquise Godwin, Matt Breida, and their offense an offensive lineman <laughs> retired. That's that was the best news I got that the Forty ers yeah. kind of went down in talent. So right. Um. Yeah, they'll still be right, right up there again. But oh, their yeah, defense now, is still. For now, it's good news for you, Pack fans. Yeah. Um. So our third topic of the day, uh, I was I got a text from my buddy Chris Evans, and uh, and he he brought up a really good point because uh, this is a topic that like no one's really been talking about. Um, like you haven't seen it on any sports shows or or tweets or anything. Um. This is, uh, should Jose Bautista be put onto the level of ex- excellence at Rogers Center? So for the people Absolutely. who don't know, for, for the viewers who don't know, the level of ex- excellence, I can't even say it, 
Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's on the facing of the upper deck at Rogers Center, and it has the names and numbers of like just big players that have come and gone through the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Like Roberto um, Alomar. You know, Roberto Alomar. Cito Gaston. Um, Is Roy Holiday on there? I don't think he's up there. Yet. He will yet, be. Yet, but he will be. Um, uh, Joe, Joe Carter's yeah, up there. Yeah, Joe Carter's up there. Uh, so it's basically, it's it's the biggest honor you could get from the Toronto Blue, Blue Jays organization. Um, so I wanted to ask you, cause I had a good chat with Chris about it, but I, I wanted to see what you were thinking. Should Jose Bautista be put on to the level of excellence? Absolutely should be. Yeah. Um, he was pretty much like the years he was hitting 40, 50 bombs. Um, he was pretty much the only thing keeping that organization relevant. Right. Uh, like back in the days when Ricky Romero was their ace, um, there wasn't a lot of bright side about the Blue Jays, uh, except for Jose. Right. Um, and I mean, he was there through he was there through the rough times, and he was there through like the runs that they had in those back to back years. Um, and I mean, he even just his you know his uh, his legacy moments like that three run shot against Texas. I mean that goes that's that's going down right now as one of the top Canadian sports moments. Right. And I mean he the fact he was just there for so long and put his heart and soul into that organization for so many years. Even like he didn't leave when he he could have left uh you know when they were that bad. Um he could uh, he he just easily could have just packed his bags or said trade me. Um but no he didn't he stuck through it. Uh, and stayed, and they got him some help, yeah. and they went on a little bit of a run. So I absolutely think, yeah, if he's not up there yet, he should absolutely be up there. Right. I I a hundred percent agree. Um, like you said, like he could have he could have requested a trade. Uh, the Blue Jays could have traded him. You know, he's a six time All Star from twenty ten to twenty sixteen. Uh, and the stats he was putting up were ridiculous um yeah he was a he was a power guy you know like he he wasn't out there to hit for average he was out there to hit 30 plus home runs and drive in like 100 rbis and uh you know like the year he was hitting like he had his 50 home run season and he was still drawing like an absurd amount of walks and he had like a hundred walk season plus like 41 home runs or something like that, which as a power guy is, is ridiculous. Yeah. And his, o- his OPS, which is uh, a huge, I was talking to Ryan Abraham about this actually. Cause uh, I was talking to him. I was like, uh, I had uh, a friend text me and he was like ripping on Bautista. He was like, Oh, Bautista sucked. Like he hit like two thirty, And I was like, yeah, but he was a power guy. He was hitting 40 home runs. 30 bombs consistently plus. And so I, was t- I texted Ryan. I was like, bro, did Jose Bautista suck? And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, and this is a, coming from a Red Sox fan who does not like the Jays at all. But he said OPS, which is one of the, uh, like the biggest measurements for a power hitter, which is on base percentage plus slugging percentage. Um, a normal power hitter is hitting somewhere like 800. 
Bautista was consistently above 800 and pretty much into like the 900 when he had his like uh, MVP caliber season. He his OPS was like 1.054, which is absolutely ridiculous. Mm. And and to consistently do that on an irrelevant team throughout like the 2000s and the 2010s up until their run in 2015. Uh, and to not request, like to want to be there, it's so hard to get superstars to want to come to Toronto for both NBA and MLB. He was almost like, like the he was almost like the Demar of the Blue Jays. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He was he was there. He wanted to be there, and he was playing like he wanted to be there, exactly. and he wanted to win too. And that's why, like, I mean, when Donaldson came in twenty fifteen, he kind of like took over as the face of the franchise that year. But Bautista that year still had 40 home runs, up near 100 RBI, and was still uh, a big was, part of that run. And he, was the heart and, he was the heart and soul of the team. He was, yeah, exactly. He was the face of the franchise of the 2010s. He was the heart and soul of it, like you said. And he just wanted to win in Toronto so bad. And I, I, if he's not put up on the level of excellence, like what... What could he have done? What is the level of excellence? Yeah, like what what could he have done to be put up there? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, if he's not up there, I'll be shocked because I think he goes down. I think he goes down as one of the best Blue Jays in history. I agree, a hundred percent. And like, if you're getting if you're getting that thrown around, like people considering you one of the best Blue Jays in history, like you gotta you gotta be at least considered. For the level of excellence. Like, I know there's some names up there. Like, like Joe Carter, he didn't play that many years in Toronto, did he? Like, he got traded there when they won their back-to-back World Series. Yeah. And he, then, like, I don't know if he played much more after that. No. I, no, I don't think so either. And, oh. like, he's up on the level of excellence. And you're looking at someone like Batista, who played, I'd, I want to say, the better part of a decade for the Jays. Is that yeah, he was, he, I think, was 2010 his first... I think he got traded from the Pirates. He got traded from yeah, he got traded from the Pirates. In like two thousand broke ass swing. Yeah, two two thousand like nine or I don't know. Twenty ten was his big year where he hit like fifty four home runs, and up over a hundred RBIs, and like his average was like three hundred. Um, so that was a big year. For, like that was his like, kind of his like the year that started out his whole legacy in Toronto. Um, yeah. but like. Then Chris asked me, he goes, if Bautista doesn't hit that bomb against Texas and he doesn't have the bat flip like that moment, would you still consider him to be level of excellence worthy? Yes. And I, I think he should. I think he still should be. I, th- I think that was his – that bat flip against Texas was his career-defining moment. Yeah. Like that defined who Jose Bautista was to the Blue Jays. But if you take that away, I mean, stats wise, that's only one home run and four RBIs. (laughs) Yeah. But obviously, if you look at the moment in Canadian sports, that's way bigger than that. So I say that's his career defining moment. But if you take that away, yes, I still absolutely think he should be on the level of excellence. Yeah. No, 100%. I I agree. I, I think. Um, I think he's done enough. Like, and then and then we got into like, what about Encarnacion? But like, yeah, I I could put him up there. I yeah. I don't. It's it. That's tough. 
I he mean, was kind of like he was kind of like Robin to Batista's Batman almost, if that makes sense. Like yeah, that's no, the way I, I kind of look at it. Like he was the Pippin to um, MJ, but yeah. Batista's Jordan. I think um, I wouldn't put Encarnacion up there because I mean, he, again, he did great things too, like uh, the wild card game walk off home run, and I loved yeah. Encarnacion when he was playing there too. Um, but you can't just like throw around guys and chuck them on the no. level of excellence. I think Bautista, no, sure. if I was going to pick between the two, it would definitely be Jose. Yeah, I mean, he did play a lot. Encarnacion, I remember he started out as a third baseman for the Jays. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, he went third um, base, first base, and then like pretty yeah, much just Yeah, it's kind age. of like... Yeah, so... Uh, and plus, he's still playing. Like, I don't know if this is kind of weird, but like... Batista almost like he he had like a little short stint after the he was done with the Jays, but like he was he really was he was done around. after that. Yeah, no, that was yeah. The end of it. Whereas Encarnet or as Encarnacion is still like consistently playing, and the fact he's also playing for the Yankees, right? Yeah, uh, it's just like he didn't like it was like he only, Batista almost played his career with the Jays, whereas Encarnacion is still going like i don't know yeah, if, I, that's obviously probably not gonna play a part no. but like it's just like he like he gave batista gave his heart and soul to the jays for so many years when they were bad yeah he was dedicated to toronto yeah and not saying incarnacion was not dedicated to toronto obviously he was here for a lot of years that weren't good either right but he wasn't the face of the franchise when the organization was in the shitter no, no, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I would definitely say that Bautista deserves a spot in the level of excellence. Yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe we'll maybe we can throw up a poll for that one too. Yeah, see what 100%. people think about that. See what our listeners think. Um, so our last topic. You can either you can just choose your favorite or talk about just a topic in general if you want, but. Uh, the best, the best sports cities. Uh, there's a couple that like, I like. I'm obviously gonna be a little bit biased, but I think Green Bay's got a great sports city. A little like a small, small little town. Small, or I wouldn't say small little town, but like the oldest um, arena in this in the league. Uh, fans own the team, stuff like that. Like that's great. Um, if but I'm thinking of teams that like. I don't follow or cities I don't follow that I wish I did. And I'm thinking of like being like a Flyers fan or like like being that crazy Philly fan. Yeah. Or like or like a Bills fan, like those crazy fan bases. Like <laughs> mafia, that would be being a part of yeah, the Yeah, like the mafia. Like that I think that would just be so cool to be a part of. Right. Like obviously I'm not, but like um that would just I th- I think those would be like being in a f- the the Flyers arena for a playoff game against Pittsburgh, like how cool would that be? Like that would be awesome. Or like being a Bills fan right about now would be unreal. Yeah. I can tell you one one sports city that I'm I'm happy I'm not a part of, and that is the Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or boss or Boston. Those guys are psychos. Is it? <laughs> It's it's tough because like Toronto, Toronto's great. I love I love Toronto. Um, I love Toronto like, too. They are a great sports uh, city. 
Yeah. Like if you there's like when oh my god when I went to the uh the ALDS in 2015 at Rogers Center mm-hmm. that atmosphere man was incredible. Oh yeah, I'm not. Oh yeah, I definitely don't doubt they got a great. Oh, sorry. It's just it's just tough to be like part of a fan base of a Toronto sports franchise because it's just like it is let down after let down. It really uh, is. Up until the Raptors and... winning last year, like it was just yeah. like everything was just like, oh, we're finally in the playoffs again. Oh, we're a first round exit. Yeah, that was really the first time in a while that I'm gonna say Canadian sports team in general actually didn't you know let us down. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if you if you want to look at it, like you can look at you can look at the Maple Leafs, you can look at the, the Oilers, the Raptors. You can look at the Jays. You can look at the Oilers. When was the last um, time? What was the, the Jets? Last... Like all, like across all across the major sports, it is like I hate to say it, but there has been a lot of letdowns in Canada. Yeah, like yeah. Edmonton got McDavid their first year. They went to the first year back. They went to the playoffs, and everybody thought that they were going to be a cup contender, and then they've been in the shitter ever since. <laughs> it's just like it's just a huge letdown. I uh, yeah, I I would love. Um, so like for best cities, I mean, Philly's a great sports city because all their arenas and stadiums are like on the same block. Like you can walk across the street from, I don't know, like the names really of them, but like if I went to an Eagles game, you walk across the street and go to a Flyers game. I didn't even think about, I forgot about the Eagles too. Holy shit. Yeah. That'd be a great. And then the Phillies park is right there next to it. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great setup. That's a great city. Um, you, the Philly fans, man, are ruthless. <laughs> like they boo their own players. Exactly. That's I just that fan base is just that crazy that I would just love to be a part of that. Any fan base, yeah. really. Like the only one I really probably would want to be a part of is maybe the Sixers. But like <laughs> any other team in team, a, yeah, any other team in Philly, like I'd love to be a part of that fan base. Yeah, I oh hundred percent. Uh, so they're they're great, um, but I do I do I have to hand it to Boston, man. They're they're a they're a great city too. I mean, they just have classic, like Fenway is a classic park. Yeah, um, Fox, Foxborough's classic too. TD now. Garden's like such a tough place to play for uh, away opponents. Yeah, I think honestly, my my me saying I wouldn't want to be Boston is probably me just out of sheer jealousy. <laughs> City. It's um, the city of champions. It really is the city of champions. And I mean, they're just, I mean, they've had so many dynasties. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe that's just why I wouldn't want to be a part of it. But they are they are passionate fans. I'll give them that. They're like but, the city uh, where you come into the, like all four seasons and you're like, all four of these teams could win a championship in the same year. Celtics, Bruins, yeah. uh, Red Sox, and Pats. Like, I'm sure that like coming into certain seasons – they could have all been kind of like a favorite to win that year. Yeah, Which I wonder if we're ever going to see. I wonder if we're ever going to see a, a possible city. year that that happens. That would city be sweep. Could you imagine? Yeah, that'd a be city nuts. sweep. That'd be that'd be quite a historic moment. Um, but Pats are going to have to tank for Trevor to do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they're going to be. I'm. I. I don't. I don't want to call it tanking for Trevor. I want to call it. Staying competitive, missing the playoffs for Trevor. <laughs> Competitively <laughs> losing for Trevor. Compe- <laughs> Staying relevant, but like still for Trevor. 
Yeah. Letting, I mean, letting the Bills win the division for Trevor. Yeah, we'll let call the Bills win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah. Um, I'd say, yeah, my my final pick is Philly. Philly? Oh, fuck you, dude. That's what my pick that's, is going to be. That's my number one is Philly. Uh, honestly, though, I'm kind of a homer, too, though. Like, I really like Toronto just as a city in general. Um, and I would – that's like a place – so since you're going Philly, I'm going to go Toronto just because the atmosphere, no matter what sport you're watching, is like pretty special. Although yeah. Maple Leafs games are kind of quiet. Not I'm not meaning to call it you Leafs fans, but you guys are pretty quiet until shit starts going right for you. Yeah. They're not that's, really. That's, that's, that's a big reason why I can't pick Toronto is because mainly because of leaf fans and not because i hate leaf fans but i'm i'm not big on leaf fans but like if shit's not going well they don't stick well beside their team like they right. don't they're not very supportive right um same with so the jays though i will say that the park yeah, was but empty last year say, yeah but i wouldn't say it's as bad as the jays because you look at any team in the mlb that's not doing well there's not going to be a lot of fans at their arena so That's, I wouldn't yeah. say it's just the J. It's I wouldn't I would say like it's big on like the Maple Leafs like soon like if they get like a three game losing streak, you know they're 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 pointing fingers right right exactly and, yeah. like that's the worst thing you can do is start yeah. to point fingers so trust that's your the team's reason. process exactly and stay trust with the them. process but like even trust but, Kyle I mean, like, Dubas yeah. but even like outside like. Like, I'm not talking just what what they talk when they talk shit to, like, other fans and stuff. But, I mean, like, if you watch a game on TV at, what's it now, Scotiabank Arena, I guess, um, it's it's pretty quiet for a franchise of their caliber. Caliber. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, quiet, it's a quiet place. Yeah, it's definitely louder when the Raptors roll in. Yeah, opposed to like a Raptors game where that's, that's you got some really great fans there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and that's why somewhere like Philly, you know, they're a rambunctious crowd. It doesn't matter if it's a Phillies, Flyers, or Eagles game. You know, you're going to get a rambunctious crowd. They just love their city and they love their sports teams. Exactly. And yeah. they're psychos and I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I guess that's, that's the topics for the day there. Uh, that is, some... that's brought to you by nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. <laughs> um, so we got some, some questions here, some viewer questions. Um, this first one is submitted by, uh, Jay Morrison underscore three. And he wants to know if we think if soccer players are dramatic. Uh, I don't really want to offend I'm any gonna... <laughs> soccer players. We don't but... really touch on soccer. No, we don't really. I don't watch soccer. Like, I don't pay attention to it. No, neither do I. Like, I can't. Like, I can sit down and watch a day of golf, but I cannot sit down and watch a 90 minute soccer game. What ruined it for me was, like, the World Cup. Of, I forget what year. Yeah, it was. Like, I, like, I remember I the went, I went sales, down to. Man. I went down Drove to Niche. Crazy. Yeah, I, I remember I went down to Niche with my dad and his buddies when the world cup was going on i think it was france against croatia i think that was the game 
like we went down to Nice during the day to watch the game, and I mean that was entertaining. Like I did like the World Cup, and I do like watching soccer highlights. Like soccer I think live highlights is great. are. I will give it soccer that. highlights are awesome. Like watching like you know dribbles and some some shots like I think are really awesome. Yeah. But like you can't you can't sit me down to watch a full soccer game. No, me neither. No, um, I can't. I can't watch a whole game of ninety minutes and then it finishes zero zero. Like come on. Yeah, that's just painful. And it it takes like thirty minutes for you to get one shot on that. Like fuck. Yeah, here's off. a rule change. Here's a rule change. If you reach the eighty ninth minute, and there's no score, each team gets one penalty shot each, so the fans can see yeah. fucking something. Or you could put, or you could do like lacrosse and put a shot clock on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have possession, you have like a minute and a half to get a shot on net, or just a that shot would, off. That's now that is a nice idea right there. I like that. <laughs> Um, but Enough do of I think passing in your own end for ten yeah. minutes? But do I think soccer players are dramatic? Uh, I think there are some. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to put the label on soccer players. You as can't dramatic. stereotype them all. Because no, like some I, are... like I've I've like I know there's some that are absolute animals and will fight through anything. But there are that some that'll get bumped and act like they got shot. And that, yeah. that that may be the biggest reason I don't like soccer. Also, I wouldn't say I don't like soccer, but I just not a big fan of watching it. Because like I grew up in like a hockey house where it's like you know watching NHL players like it's a very they physical might sh- game. they might yeah playing a physical game and they might shatter a bone, and you know they keep playing through it and right. like hearing of stories like Patrice Bergeron and their cup run playing with a punctured lung and all that stuff. Yeah, like I grew up on watching that, whereas I didn't grow up on watching soccer. So I'm not really, whereas I'll watch a soccer game and someone will get body checked and I love it. And I'll hear, no, you can't do that. I'm like, well, fuck that. That sucks. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably, uh, it's probably the biggest reason, but I do think some soccer players can be dramatic, but I'm not going to put that label on all of them. Yeah, no, I've, I mean, you see it. Uh, I, th- I think it's some, some, in a way it's okay to be like, to answer this question and say like, yeah, but that's just because you watch, like, highlights on TV and, like, they'll do, like, a top 10 on, like, Sports oh, yeah. Center of, like, dramatic, like, uh, flops. And it'll all just be soccer. And, like, th- I remember one video. I don't. I can't name any of the players or the teams or whatever. But a guy had, like, his arm out when he was arguing to the ref. Like, he had his arms out wide, like, like what the fuck? And a player on the other team comes up grabs his arm and throws the guy's hand into his face and then goes down like holding his face and stuff and i was like are you fucking kidding me yeah like i've seen one where these two guys come together and they put like their nose to each other's nose and they're like forehead they're like forehead on forehead and one guy like touches the other guy's chest and they both fall over just goes down yeah i know i know and i'm like Um, are you fucking kidding me like that's like there is i think i don't think i'd say like all soccer players are dramatic, but no. soccer soccer is also one of those things. Like when they get going, like super fast, like when they're at a full sprint, they are probably oh they're clipping one of if not the fastest athletes in the world. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. So like, when you I get going, to... like like think like you're running as fast as you can, and then like you trip on like a a tree branch or something, and you're not expecting it, and then you hit the ground hard, like. Your first reaction is going to be like, oh, fuck, what did I just, you know, break? But like some, but then there is like, 
you do see it in soccer a lot that they just stay on the ground forever and then they get up and they just like oh yeah i'm fine so like if you're yeah. fine get up and keep playing don't don't sit there rolling around on the ground holding your your knee that you didn't even hit that's not even hurt like just get up and keep going if you, so i wouldn't say they're all yeah. dramatic but i would say that like they sell it a lot more than a lot of other athletes would yeah, and I mean, you can even throw that to the NBA too. I was just about to say you can you could throw some soccer flops into the NBA. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just label it as soccer too. I would definitely, if you're going to call soccer players dramatic, you might as well you might as well throw NBA players in there, and then you can even throw some MLB players in there because there are some MLB players that are soft as baby shit. There is a lot of there. Yeah, there's a lot of flops, and then even if you want to touch on the NHL, some of the high sticks. The players are yeah. selling those. Like, oh yeah, they sell some high sticks for sure. But like, you'll see the guys like I don't. I imagine it hurts, but the guys that'll kind of like bounce into the the padding wall out in the outfield, and then they'll roll around for a couple minutes like they're catching their yeah. breath. But it's just making it look way more dramatic than it actually is. Right. Yeah. No question. Or you hear of a guy with a sore toe who takes two weeks off. <laughs> it's like, toe. are you fucking kidding me? Turf toe is a bitch. <laughs> I remember there was one. It was Encarnacion. And he had a sore finger, sore finger, and he was on the three week DL, yeah, or something I like that. that. And I was like, "Are you joking?" I know me? it sounds it sounds so worse in like the injury reports too, like yes. sore finger. But like then when you actually go to like try to throw a ball or something, it like actually oh, I don't imagine. I imagine it hurt. I imagine it hurt. It probably was like a finger sprain or something like that. I think it but, was. I think yeah. it was a sprained thumb. Or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, like I said, I grew up in a house with where it was like, it was hockey, hockey, hockey. Right. And, like, some football. So I grew up on watching athletes, like, play through, you know, broken bones or, like, sprains and shit yeah. like that. So, like, when I hear something like a sore finger or, like, a stuff like that, like, I'm just like, walk it off. Like, yeah. get back <laughs> out there. Why are you being a little bitch? But, obviously, they're not being a little bitch, but that's just... Where my mind goes. So, there is, I don't yeah, know if no, that there's, there's the... a lot of a lot of a lot of athletes, not just soccer players. I think it's just more prominent in soccer that you see like more dramatic. Um, I guess they just kind of they're more dramatic about the reactions of a fall or making contact with a player. But it's also a sport where there's there's really usually not a whole lot of contact. Like in hockey, you're kind of expecting the contact. Same with basketball, yeah. but like when it comes to soccer. There's not a whole lot of contact. Like you're not allowed to just go and like spear a guy or like tackle. I wish him. you could. Fuck yeah, that'd be, that would, that'd that, be entertaining. Dude. If you could spear, if you could just lunge across center field <laughs> and spear the opposing player, I'd watch I that. would watch that. <laughs> yeah. I would sit down and watch. I'd be the biggest soccer fan in the world. Like, could you imagine just a bunch of psychos suplexing each other and spearing <laughs> each other? See, like that's yeah. Um, so like you can't do that obviously in soccer, like there's no, there's none of that. Um, but like in the box and stuff, there's still like, it's still physical once you get close to the net and that, but I think it's just like, they're, it's just, they're not, they don't have the mindset. Like I'm about to get plowed. I'm about to get smoked. And then they do. And they're like, Oh fuck. Even if they're not hurt, it's just like out of nowhere. But I do think like a lot of their, them selling an injury is, is very dramatic. I think it's more prominent in soccer is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Uh, there's still a couple here that could we can answer, a couple good ones. I like this one from uh, Laura Fair 94 uh, How many marshmallows can Haji Boy fit in his mouth? <laughs> I'm interested in that one too, actually. 
I mean, I think I could do some damage to a bag. With a bag. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It depends. It depends what kind of marshmallows we talk. Are we talking like jumbos no, the, or like minis? The big ones for sure. The big ones. Okay. The, well, they, they compact very well. So I'm trying to think if I kind of <laughs> crunch them up, if I kind of like squeeze them in my hand and then throw them in the mouth. I think uh, I could do some damage. How many how many marshmallows come in a bag like that? Fifteen, or more than that? Dude, more than fifteen. Think like okay. you're sitting like around a campfire. Someone pulls out a bag of marshmallows. There's probably like thirty in there. All right, all right. <laughs> um, I think I could do over twenty. Jesus. Maybe fifth. Maybe fifteen. Maybe fifteen. I got a big mouth. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think I could do some damage on that. Wow. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I, I might be, I might be completely overjudging that, but I don't know. I I think I can do some damage. I remember once uh, back, I think this was back in junior high, Jason used to get these, uh, this big tub of like cheese balls. They were kind of like cheat the, the cheesy puffs, but they were in like a ball. Okay. And I remember, like the it was, it came in like this big ass plastic tub where yeah, it was probably like, t- yeah, it was like two hundred in a tub. <laughs> and I remember we sat there one day, and Jay tried to put as many of these in his mouth as he possibly could. <laughs> it got to the point where he was like legit drooling all over the place, like his mouth, his mouth was so stretched out, staining his white was, t-shirt like, orange. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, it was basically getting to the point where he was forcefully shoving them in his mouth. And it was, it was so funny. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually, I do have one more question I want to answer. Uh, this one comes in from Greg underscore Mitchell 17. How long could you guys survive together, together in a zombie together. apocalypse? Dynamic Oof. duo. I'm gonna say not that long. We would die, dude. Yeah, I'm not a big guy. I'm not big on conflict. I hate conflict. <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't serve you well in a zombie apocalypse. No, like I'm a, like in fight fight or flight. Um, you're I taking off. Could, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not big on conflicts and stuff like that. Yeah, and it would... also I think it'd just be easier just to say fuck it and like you know run myself into a very sharp object. <laughs> like yo zombie, come bite me. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what this is like. All right, no, I don't want them to bite me. They're all gross and shit. I'd rather just you know fucking end it myself and then then then, then let them take me over. I think it would depend on like how like what kind of zombie apocalypse it would be because like The Walking Dead where it turns into like I don't. I don't want to spoil it if anyone's still watching that. Um, but, like, not only do you have to, like, be cautious of zombies, but it's more like the bigger threat's like other people. Yeah. If it gets, like, the point where it's crazy and, like, people are just, like, fighting and shit for, like, food and supplies and shit, like, I don't think I'd last very long there either. No. Like, if it turned into Walking Dead meets Mad Max... Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I am not lasting long. <laughs> but but at if all. it was just like you had to just camp out somewhere in a good spot and then like stock up on supplies and just like survive, like literally just the zombies. Assuming like I the zombies are just like slow and don't have like I don't know like th- like I don't know 
very high verticals and yeah. can like fuck you up like that and like can like sprint, if, then yeah. you're fucked. Then you're fucked yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, like if it turned into Call of Duty zombies. Yeah, Again, yeah, that's not like, not lasting long. It depends. So it depends on the apocalypse. But if it was just I like we had to camp out. The- and survive. I think we do well. We could do all right. We could probably I think make it do. like a year. Yeah, I think we'd do well. You know, I think we if yeah. I think if we uh stuck together, you know, compiled resources, all that stuff, yeah, I think we could do well. Yeah. I agree. But we do yeah. we do all right. If there's any conflict, I'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, then uh my last question comes from Luke. It's kind of a good question. I like this one. Uh, how would you go about reopening sports if that was your job? Ooh. Um, oh, that's tough. Um, you know you know what? Let's... I'm actually going to say let's save that for next week. Okay. Because we're going to have some tough stuff to talk about about sports reopening next week. Yeah, because so, there, there has been a lot of conversations that are leading us into our next episode next week about yeah. sports coming back. Um, so yeah, this would be a good one yeah. that we could touch so, on next week. So we're going to save that for next week. Um, so I'm going to go to a next question. Uh, okay. It comes from Dylan O'Brien 13. He's a big, big Pats fan. And he says, why am I not on there talking about the Pats right now? It's a great question, Dylan. Thank you. Um, so what we were talking about earlier, me and my my fellow co-host, um, maybe in certain situations like we just had, we're gonna get some of our friends who are you know um, passionate, passionate sports fans. fans, passionate sports fans. We're gonna get them to record them giving us our giving us their opinion of what they think about what just happened, whether it be the Gronk trade, the draft, all that stuff. We're going to get them to, you know, maybe send us over a quick recording of them. And then we're going to get our our producer, uh, Will Harrington, to work his magic. And we're going to put it in on the show with us. Um, so you can tell us all about what you think and how you're feeling. So I think that might be something we do down the road. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to hear like exactly how, uh, how the listeners are, are taking all the sports news, yeah, uh, especially might... times like this on, on a draft. Like, I mean, I know you had your say on the Packers draft and I know I'm just kind of like waiting kind of patiently as a Pats fan to see how all, all this kind of turns out. I know Belichick has his plans, but I think it'd be interesting to hear like everyone's take on kind of what's yeah. going on. And I give everyone a you know, change of scenery from listening to us just ramble on to maybe getting a new us voice listening in there. listening to you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I think that might be the next play. Uh, so, Dylan, if you have uh, if you have some passionate things, you know, be sure to send us over your voice recording and uh, we'll enter it into the show and let you be a part of it. All right, Haji. Well, uh, I think, think that is just about it. I do want to add, actually... Um, Actually, sorry, I completely forgot that. I almost forgot about this, sorry to interrupt. I actually had a question just come in last minute from old man, uh, Carrie Hodgson, uh, father to this, uh, to this beauty. (laughs) I take that back. Will, please edit that out. That was fucking terrible. Um, but, uh, he said, uh, yay or nay to having the 
designated hitter in the National League? Ooh, it's not a bad, not I, a bad question. Yeah, um, yeah, because oh man, I with the way the game is is going now, the game of baseball being played now, it's a lot more of an offensive game, and I think mm-hmm. that fans fans now kind of like that a lot more, uh, and I think the league in general likes it a lot more. Uh, to see more runs getting put up on the board. Uh, and, I mean, the game's changing, you know. You have, like, replays in there now. And, you know, it's a lot more timed. Like, you have, like, your pitch clock and all that shit. Um, so I kind of do like the idea of a DH be, being put in in the, in the National League. Um, just because, like, I mean, hitters or pitchers are, you know, they don't work on their hitting really that often. No, um, you know they they take the reps in the cage just to stay sharp because they know every fifth day when they're pitching they're gonna have to go in and hit, um, but you know not like pitchers, I guess, I guess I would kind of like it better just because I don't want my pitcher going up, and you know there's like a guy on second with two outs, and the pitcher comes up and like just swings through three fastballs right there and just misses them all. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, it eliminates like the, the clutch two out hits and like, it, it's cool when a pitcher does come in and provide like offensive support for his team, but you don't see it that often. Like usually a pitcher just comes no. up, it's like first and second, one out first and second, two outs. And they're bunting the guys over moving them along for, you know, the guys who get paid to hit to drive yeah. them in. So they're not, you know, if you're signing a pitcher, you're not really paying him to hit, and he's not working on his game to try and be an elite hitter. So I think, you know, as far as an offensive standpoint, I kind of like the idea of just having a universal DH, so for the AL and NL. Um, Because then you get to, like, the World Series, and the AL pitcher hasn't hit all year. Now he does. And, you know, so I guess there's a little bit of an advantage there. Because yeah. I don't think there's any advantage for the AL team when the NL team has to throw in a DH. No, I I agree. I think I think it should be DH in both, uh, both leagues. Yeah. Um, just makes more sense. Like, could you and like if you think about it, like, what if you know Clayton Kershaw comes up to hit, and he catches a fastball inside on the elbow. Yeah, that like, takes that it could shatter things. that could shatter his elbow and then he's out for the season, right? Like yeah. that's and that that just could set him back or like I I know this probably wouldn't happen, but like say you make a mistake and a pitcher comes up to hit with two outs in the bottom of the ninth in the World Series. <clears throat> well he doesn't know what to hit. <laughs> and the and then the pitcher's like, Oh well fuck, I got an easy out here. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it should be DH across both um both leagues just makes more sense what i do uh, like just to not have a pitcher hit what i do like about a pitcher hitting is that if he like decides to bean a guy on the other team rather than getting his teammate bean next half inning he comes You're up getting to the plate, hit. he's he's the one getting hit exactly it would, be, it would be like it would spark a whole lot more fireworks within the game but yeah uh, but so. I, I do like the idea of having a universal dh I think whatever the decision is, I think it should be the same for both the AL and the NL. So either pitchers yeah. are hitting in the AL and and the NL, or 
uh, the NLs implementing the DH. Yeah, I think yeah, it should be DH across the across the whole league <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, good. But uh, thanks for that question, pops. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you got anything else or or what? Well, that's I guess just to add on to, I mean your usual outro here. Um, if you'd like to uh, to help us out with some feedback. Uh, feel free to hop on Apple uh, Podcasts, search us up and leave a review for us, whether it's just a review of stars or even write your own review and let us know what you think of it. Um, that would actually, yeah, help out a lot. So, yeah, anyway, Haji, you can, uh, can add into your regular outro here. Yes, this has been another episode of Pylons with Opinions. Thank you to... All of you guys for tuning in once again and listening to us ramble on for a little over an hour and a half. <clears throat> Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Pylons Pod. That's where you can submit your questions. Also, you know, if you're listening to us, just take two seconds out of your day. Just click sub- subscribe. I know uh, we checked our analytics the other day and a lot of people that are listening aren't subscribed. So, you know, just take two seconds out of your day. Click subscribe. If you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review. You know that helps us. Uh, that helps us grow and uh, you know reach a wider audience. So if you could do that, that would be very much appreciated by uh, my co-host and I. Well said. Um, also, if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out, check out our last last episode with uh, Quebec Major Junior League superstar Christian Huntley. Um, I don't want to toot our own horn too much, but I think we did a above average interview. <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was a great, it was a great chat. And it was, it was good to hear his perspective on, uh, you know, his experiences through his five years in the league, exactly. uh, all, both on and off the ice. Absolutely. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. And uh reminder that it is staff parking only outside and all other violators will be towed. Have a fantastic week, everybody.